0: Welcome to episode number 106 of the Light Talk Podcast. This is Casey.
1: And this is Chris.
0: And we got a lot of geeky news. I feel like this week has been a deluge of information.
1: Yeah. It's like just the geek verse is flooded with geek news.
0: Can't wait. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, Let's get right into it. Let's get into Marvel. So... We both finally got to see Iron Fist. Um, So we just kind of want to give a wrap up of that. I know it's been out for what, two weeks, (laughs) three weeks. No, but I mean, it's just funny because we live in that culture where we can binge so fast that it's, it's not even really been out that long and (laughs) we've already watched it. So um, I think that's just amusing, but what, do you, what are your what are your final thoughts your your final score real quick for uh iron fist
1: i you know I shared it uh, a couple of weeks ago and with anticipation that you would finish it at ASap and you know it's two weeks is fine in this in this culture of work and and love so um I said b and then the ending gave it a b plus
0: yeah I mean um without going into major spoilers because as much as we do like to talk about spoilers for certain things, I I feel like a full show that's just ended. I'm not going to do it. Um, no. Yeah, I agree with that. Much better season than the first one. Um, still, would rather see a Heroes for Hire show uh, with with Danny and Luke and Colleen and Misty all together in one. And I and they leaned heavily in that direction a few times during this season, but this season was just, it was solid. It's what the first season needed to be, but hey, it wasn't. And um, I'm glad that they redeemed themselves. Better action, better acting. Um, Soundtrack was still kick ass. A lot of good directors, a lot of good female uh, writers and directors on here. So it was a good diverse mix um, behind the scenes as well. So we'll see. Um, Jeff Loeb came out. recently and um mentioned that they're full on like they already have season 3 written it's about netflix the network deciding if they want to renew it or not so as much as we like to think that disney and marvel and everything have all the power in the world uh netflix when it comes to their programming does so will we see a C- season 3 hasn't been announced yet um that's up to the people at netflix so we shall see.
1: I really hope you see a season 3, to be honest with you. Um, even though the show stayed in the same universe as the first season, uh, they did a great job at improving what they had kind of built upon uh, and kind of making it their own thing while tying in these aspects from the comic that uh, any you know person who's read Iron Fist can really relate to and, and have fun with. Um, I just want to mention, like, you say Heroes for Hire... I want daughters of Dragon Man. That that was awesome. Of a course, Danny, I do. I just a don't Danny want another Randless, spin-off show. I know, but Danny, he ran this uh, Netflix universe could always be okay, but <laughs> at this point, wow. At the end have, of the season, have, you want to yeah. see what happens, right? Right. Of, of course. course. And and Ward Meacham has somehow become one of the better characters in the Netflix universe. I
0: don't know. How. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um, yeah, I agree. So, sticking with uh, Netflix news, um, Iron or not Iron Fist, Daredevil dropped another little teaser today. But this one was really heavy on Wilson Fisk. We got to see Vincent D'Onofrio once again playing the character. This time in his signature white suit, uh, which was pretty badass. And uh, Jeff Loeb again confirmed that they have plans for seasons four through six. So. Um, I, I'm excited to see Wilson Fisk come back. I'm hoping to see uh Bullseye and I'm I'm pumped. Daredevil's my favorite and oh and we have the official release date as Chris hinted at of October nineteenth. So that er is it nineteenth or is it sixteenth?
1: Sixteenth or nineteenth, it was around there.
0: Nineteenth. Uh, the other really cool news is that it's coming up pretty soon.
1: You know, and that's and that's what's kind of amazing about this entire year from Netflix Marvel TV, is that they weren't afraid to kind of just let it all out of the of the uh, the coop, and just rock it out with all four heroes this year. After lackluster Defenders and released, you know, decent. Well, Luke Cage, I'm still working through It's It's not easy, but the the other the other two so far have been good. And I'm sure Daredevil season three is gonna be pretty awesome. So um yeah, good good job, Marvel TV. I, I have a lot of respect for you guys not kind of you know pulling the gun as some do when uh you get bad reviews. Instead you go full bore. That's that's uh that's impressive.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um so ABC has announced that it's going to produce a Marvel female hero show. Um you think she Hulk, yes, you think an A
1: Force, uh, yes, something, okay. something. So, I mean, you got um, Sif, uh, I her name kind of eludes me, she's from TV, you know, so but she's
0: on her own show. I thought that was the whole thing. Who Jamie
1: Alexander, oh, with the, the actress, um, with the Blindside? show. Blind, yeah, that's something. true. So, you know, I mean, maybe maybe once in a while but you say isn't this what agents of shield is yes and no
0: i said that because agents of shield is a female led show yes <laughs> i mean i'm sorry but yes colson obviously is the backbone of that show but daisy and may are you know now what they got like yo yo and you know what i mean like yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. more female driven series as Absolutely. it is
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: which is fine. You know, I like that idea. I don't like that show. Um, but yeah. it's, uh, it's curious when you hear this announcement that it's even going to go, like, do you need ABC? Do you need network television? If you're doing a streaming service? Nope. Like, I feel like, no, you just, you just stop. Like let agents, Shield Shield run its course. Uh, however it does or bring it over to the streaming service. I don't know, but like I, I don't think you I don't think you need network television anymore in general anyway.
1: The argument to that is the CW, what DC is doing, but DC is far I guess I wouldn't say even that because Agents Agent Carter was great. Um so I mean they've had kind of like these shining moments, minus in humans, uh, and many other things compared to what D C does on the C W but um, I guess for the masses and for those who are going to pay for it, I would say, you know what I mean. Okay. Would you want to see? She Hulk crime drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would watch one, probably.
0: Yeah, I, I was I, so sorry. I like that character, She Hulk. I just, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Whatever it yeah. is that they come up with, we'll see what they come up with. I mean, look, um, they did
1: Cloaking Dagger. You know, they've done, they've done stuff like that. So, I mean, it's,
0: and those have been good, apparently Yeah, Uh, both um, runaways and cloak and dagger got good reviews. So, which I always forget that I need to watch those um, when I'm binging the dragon prince on Netflix, which is also very good.
1: (laughs) Yes. That's, that's soon.
0: Um, Chloe Zhao is set to direct the eternals film. Um, I don't know her work. I don't even know anything about the Eternals. So, cool.
1: <laughs> what is your thoughts? This is something we probably could erase from this uh, <laughs> this outline. Um, fine. I, I think it's really interesting that Marvel's going in that direction. Yeah. yeah That's really risky. Um, it's really kind of out there.
0: Well, but- Guardians was.
1: Yeah, it exactly. was extremely risky. I was saying so. uh, it was a Mad the argument against what I was just saying. So good luck, Marvel, because you can't do any wrong, it seems, except for on TV.
0: Yeah. And then I don't know this one. I didn't read what these are, so can you take this one?
1: Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be kind of a um a back in time story, uh with, with Marvel Sorry, I did read this. Yeah, with Marvel being able to really take like take full control of that de aging process. Uh so They could do really anything right now. So, looks like we'll get kind of like a backstory with Black Widow.
0: What I read um, was that because of the 90s, where Captain Marvel takes place, they could do some de aging to set it up Mm -hmm. in that movie. Um, What's his name? Um, Jeremy Renner and Scarlett Johansson. So, set up as like early recruits. And then. What we had always said, which is that we would like to see it as a um, prequel. Yeah, yeah. So
1: hopefully, oh, absolutely. I think that you know any any way you can use J- Jeremy Renner um, is a positive at this point. People want it. <laughs> People want more Hawkeye. Why do you- they? Yes, there is definitely <laughs> clamor for Hawkeye. Love sites and.
0: All that other stuff. But the people, was there anyone who who saw the movie and goes, hmm, I wonder what Hawkeye was doing?
1: Yeah, there I don't was think there's a hashtag, where's Hawkeye? I think there here? was a
0: handful. There was a hashtag from the poster. I think when you actually see the movie, you go, you don't even remember that he was no, part of the Avengers. No, I know. No but one's you, asking for you will. Hawkeye. You will. You
1: will next year. So don't.
0: You give me Matt Fraction Hawkeye <laughs> yeah. you will know, be played by somebody else, and I'm there. I agree. my I favorite
1: agree. Hawkeye, but but do not do not sit here and don't think that was like not a viral internet thing.
0: Yeah, by like twelve people. You're right.
1: Uh, <laughs> because if it was twelve people it wouldn't really get to us, <laughs> or would it?
0: It would. Probably. Unfortunately, I'm sure you started it. I did. Mm. Um, where's Ronan? Oh wait, we'll talk about that later on in the podcast. <laughs> All right, let's move on to DC.
1: <laughs> Far more. All right, all right. And DC news this year, this year, this week. Hey, um, you've been watching DC Daily here and there. Not, not in a. It's
0: it's really good. Do you watch it um, on YouTube? Yeah, I'm watching it on YouTube because a because that app doesn't load or isn't available Is on my Fire Stick or my Apple TV. I am watching it on YouTube. I don't want to be. It's just that I don't want to watch it on my computer. So I'm watching it on YouTube. I really like it. Um, But what do you? Yeah. What's your?
1: What do you say? Those are pretty much my thoughts. Um, I'm pretty sure that this is why they gave us three months free, uh, just so to work out the kinks. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Hey. Yeah. I appreciate the show. I think it really does really uh, does a lot of justice for uh what's going on in d c currently also paying homage to the shows and like they do that with Dr Navarro every time I think that's really cool and then I really want to watch those panels, so I might just plug my computer in uh but yeah, keep it up guys I think it's it's pretty impressive for a, a daily show yeah. all right let's get into the d c news joaquin Phoenix uh since the last time we talked about the Joker movie, a lot of things have happened. we saw at first we saw. It. Uh, a, a, him with like honking the nose of a clown and like non joker garb like his street garb whatever his name is um, Arthur Arthur something. Fleck yeah yep and um, next we got a makeup test where we saw like Joaquin Phoenix basically like, transform into like a clown with what pe- some people were like oh this is great makeup people were like oh it's clown that was interesting the next thing we got were pictures and a video of a subway scene with uh, him in full Joker garb, uh, green hair, the face paint that's featured in that video, um, and in very uh, retrospective 66 uh, Joker clothing. What, do you, uh, what did you think about all this action from the, uh, the set of the Joker this week?
0: Well, we also got a picture today of him in full clown outfit, like we with did, the big, yeah, with the big, floppy shoes and looking like a a clown. Oh. um as I said when I saw the footage, this isn't even my final form. it's it's a start, yep. and i I think that either they're gonna hide it or they're gonna go and fully lead into it because they want people to get interested. But um, I think they they haven't yet shown what he's going to look like at the end. I think he will look different. I don't think it will look as much like a classic clown with green hair. Um, that being said, they're really going into the killing joke. And since it's one of my favorite comics of all time, I I technically can't complain. <laughs> like... You know, I don't. I don't mind what he looks. I don't mind what Jared Leto looked like in in Suicide Squad. I know I'm one of the few who liked his performance, but this, at least, is the Joker that we know from the comics and Caesar Romero.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, uh, I I never had an issue with the casting of Joaquin Phoenix. To me, no, no
0: one's ever no one's ever said
1: anything to no. that. And that's and that's what I think is going to really sell it to us is that we know. Bucking Phoenix is capable of bringing it all to a role. Yeah. And uh, his, his real life insanity his on screen. Insanity <laughs> is all going to come together. And I think we're going to get a, a real show here. And I agree. Uh, Todd Phillips has only shown us the beginning of this movie and really what, what they want to put this money behind of, I get. I mean, with what we're talking about now and the Birds of pray movie we're about to talk about, I mean, nailing down these dates and casting people, and moving forward with things is what we want to see from this company. And just take risks. Don't do not do your comfy zone.
0: This is risk. You know, Todd Phillips in itself is, I mean, he's the director of The Hangover. You <laughs> yeah. know, like he hasn't directed a movie like this. And not to say that you have to be uh, typecast as a director. I don't think you should. Um, but this is interesting. You know what I mean? It's going to be real. It's going to be interesting. Um you know, typically movies shoot now for a minimum of two months, sometimes three months. And then there's some reshoots after that. But, you know, we're in maybe a month of shooting right now. So we still got a little bit of time. Um, this is supposed to have a smaller budget, obviously. fifty million blockbuster or whatever, like Justice League is. We could get a trailer for this. We could get a teaser for this by the end of the year.
1: Absolutely,
0: good. You know they've been going every day, every week at least. New stuff is coming out, so who knows what they've got up their sleeves in the marketing department? And um, they might just say, "Hey, we know we've effed up, but let's ride the good tides of Shazam." And even like you know, people do like the Aquaman trailer. I think it's stupid, but whatever. And then Wonder Woman, and then maybe this. So maybe they're they're really kind of kind of leaning in. Oh, and. One other thing, a couple podcasts ago, we talked about how we didn't know what was going to happen because we hadn't seen anything. Now that we're seeing things, this pretty much confirms that Joker's probably got that October release date next year. So Wonder Woman and then Joker for the two DC films next, or sorry, three Shazam. So <laughs> they're they're doing some at Warner Brothers.
1: This is really aggressive, and that's and that's kind of like how we're going to go to the next segment here with Birds of Prey. Uh, yeah. We, you know. Birds of Prey was kind of like, oh, you're announcing this movie. You've announced the Batgirl movie. Oh, Gotham you...
0: City Sirens. I mean, you is what a it...
1: lot of stuff. Exactly. Especially when they want to talk about how this movie's not even going to have um, uh, Batgirl or you know Barbara Gordon in this. It's more, they're saying it's more a concentration on uh, Black Canary, Huntress, and then Renee Montoya and Harley Quinn. Uh, so you, you're exactly with the Sirens. This is the cinematic Sirens movie that we're about to get. And the other day we got a release date, uh, so that's another thing about just coming out of the gate, setting setting goals and doing what you uh, say you are going to do. So here is Birds of Prey coming out uh, uh, February seventh, two thousand and twenty, and we have uh, we have two castings announced as well as of today, uh, and we have Mary Elizabeth Winstead as uh, the Huntress and Jurnee Smollett Bell as Black Canary.
0: Um, good. You know, uh, I like I like the characters. I, I do want to see them cinematically. I want to see them outside of that crappy TV show, um, which is now on the DC universe. <laughs> um, and I want to see... Uh, I think that Margot Robbie did a fantastic job as, as Harley. I'd rather see her in a um, just a Joker movie with her in Batman. But, you know, if this is the way that they're going and this is what we're going to see Margot Robbie take that character and she's producing it and she's really on board with it, then I guess that's it. Again, even with the castings, which I'm actually happy with both castings, I still, until we see set photos, we'll see. But...
1: Exactly. <clears throat> it's good exactly. release
0: date. February helped you know, did it for Deadpool, uh, Black Panther this year. February is becoming a weird blockbuster month.
1: <laughs> hey, I'll go see movies any time of the year. Uh, you just mentioned the, you know, Joker and Harley movie, and so apparently, the script is done. That's what they're saying out there, and uh, so who knows when this will move forward? I mean, we 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 about Jared Leto Joker movie, which. This is probably the same thing. I mean, why would you do both? Um, and, you know, with people not liking his Joker, adding the Margot Robbie Harley to it does make it better. So, whatever. Apparently, to deal with a relationship quarrels and problems, uh, they want, in the movie, to kidnap Dr. Phil. Now, Dr. Phil has not actually been cast as, as himself yet, but... This is where they're going with this. Reality TV relationship counseling.
0: Okay. I mean, they're two irreverent characters. They can do whatever goofy shit they want to do. Again, there's been a script for for the Flash movie, two of them, more, you know? Until yeah. we see Seth photos, I don't believe it.
1: So Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Well here's here's something to believe. Uh Breck <laughs> Bassinger from the Disney Channel. She's been cast as Stargirl on the Stargirl TV show headed to the DCU. It's been it's gonna be written by Jeff Johns and I'm actually kinda excited for the show. She's Especially young. Again. She is. I mean Stargirl is a teenager. If you watch you remember watching the um the, the DC animated shorts lately? The uh, what was it called? The seed. No. no, Justice League. Action. Oh, yeah! Remember the, remember the episode? Like where she has to babysit a kid and stuff like that. So yeah. this this is the age that she she's a teenager who gains this powerful magical staff and gets these powers, and then has. Well, remember, awesome.
0: her dad was one, and yeah. she discovers exactly. that her dad. That's
1: the story. Exactly, I think it's a really cool tale. I think that it will um I don't think it'll do well with with audiences. Especially the robot. Hey man,
0: it's a way to get kids, young girls especially into uh this streaming service, into comics. We don't know what this Harley animated show is gonna be like the it, it could be hard R. It could be like the comic. <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> could be completely balls out crazy. And that's not a role model for young girls. Sorry. So, Stargirl, uh, maybe this is the way to do it. And I think that would be kind of cool. So, Let's see.
1: Cool. All right. Speaking of the CW shows, uh, this year's crossover has gotten a title. And it's, it's one of our favorite aspects of DC. It's going to be called Else Worlds. So what does this exactly mean? Does this mean that the story we're about to watch does not really exist? It just exists in different continuity? uh, Exists because it's on a different Earth, and it's not going to be... You know what I'm saying? What are we looking at here? Well,
0: I think because it's DC, it could be a couple of those things. We already know that Supergirl Season 3 is relying heavily on Red Sun's storyline, which is an Elseworlds tale. It's true. So there's that. Um, cool. Oliver's in jail. Um, so the Supermax idea. There you go. From Goyer. Um, Bat girl, sorry, Bat woman. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to mention Batman. You know what I mean? But like, I guess this could be something that maybe resets a timeline or starts off a different alternate dimension or multiverse or whatever the fudge dc wants to call it um so that the characters maybe kind of go in their own path with these in that area and then this you know resets things for the right way red sun's over at the end of it you know oliver's out of jail at the end of it and you know the elseworlds world still is over in the side somewhere
1: It's interesting you even say that, uh, that you speak of kind of like a crisis. Yeah. Now, remember. Well, we
0: did a crisis last year.
1: There's always a crisis.
0: There's always a crisis crisis right right now in comics, people. Go go buy Heroes in Crisis. That's right. By Tom King, current writer of Batman. Get on it.
1: Oh, yeah. And watch that DC uh, Universe (laughs) interview today. It was pretty amazing. That's great. Um, So, this next bit of news adds to this. La uh, Monica Ger- Garrett has been cast as the monitor for the crossover episode so the monitor is a, an all overseeing character who has a lot to do with uh, all the crisis events and stuff like that so the fact that they're even featuring him in this uh, is pretty important to kind of just go off what you just said and Monica Monica's a man's name
0: I don't know Look this up. Sorry, it's I, I, I just—it's just, a man. It's a man,
1: right? So, <laughs> just assumed it would be a. a it is man. interesting that the, a monitor would show up. In, there are multi monitors in the DC universe, so, mm. um, yeah, crisis level stuff. Else worlds, worlds coming together, worlds colliding. George Casanza, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Exactly. It. Yeah, exactly. no,
0: I, I think um, I, seven years, right? Seven seasons of Arrow. Yeah. Like, what do you do? <laughs>
1: like, you, you let gotta, him fight his way out of prison for the entire season. Right. You, that's, you, that's like a, hours of him supermaxing supervillains.
0: Roy's coming back, you know, like,
1: you know, like who's the green arrow? Right. You know, so,
0: you know, I always feel like, remember in Legends season one and we went to the future and like, like, yeah, well, wasn't one of them like John's son, but now John's got a
1: daughter. You know what I
0: mean? Like, there's so many, like,
1: I don't know. Right, I they, feel switched, like, they switched it because, remember, that was a big uh, plot point issue. Well, they switched it because Barry screwed up the timeline. Right. <clears throat> They're like, yeah. oh, Barry... You screwed up our lives, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so who knows? That's what I'm saying remember in the newspaper there's there's a crisis coming anyhow.
0: Yeah, that was set up in season one. The so flash maybe, disappears. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. Cool. All right.
1: What's last? Well, Gotham is about to wrap up its amazingly weird show. Uh <laughs> For us, Batman fans, it is a kind of like a, uh, it's a little candy. Talk the, about
0: Health worlds.
1: Yes, exactly. So if you're able to kind of just swallow what uh, Fox is feeding you with this show and uh, get behind it, then I, I'm i more than happy for you because it's, it's weird. Uh, Gotham Season 5 is set for release next year, March March 2019. Though you think it's a little bit too, you know, too many months in between seasons, don't even f- start to think that. Because if you want like an ultimate showdown of all the villains within this, uh, within this crazy destruct, like, you know, Gotham is destructed environment, then this is what we're going for. It's no man's land, people.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on season three, I'm like halfway through, so. I like this show. Um, (laughs) It's just weird. It's great. I don't know. I I really, yeah, I really love it. So, um, I hope they go on a high note. I hope because they're giving themselves the time to really do it up. Right. And, um, not a lot of shows get the opportunity to, to go out the way that they want. So I'm hoping that, um, the creators, they are due, and Bruno Bruno Heller, the showrunner, has been uh, giving us a lot of twists and turns, and taking us to no man's land. Introducing Bane, probably introducing Batman by the end. I would imagine he'll be in the full suit or close to it, a la Smallville. And um, yeah, I think it, I think I'm I'm excited.
1: I mean. This is what we always talk about. Like put a cap on your show. Don't let it just bleed out into the ground until it's like not respected anymore. Just say we've done well. Let's do something epic and end it. And I, I can respect it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh with that said, let's let's uh let's go to commercial. Yeah, the bugger is she's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now.
0: Got him It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don't Forget Atal.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Welcome back after those commercials, and we're going to get right into comic books. Um, As we mentioned, Heroes in Crisis, the new DC crossover, is going on. The beginning of the event started today, uh, so that's out there. Pick that up. Um, My girl, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, she is moving from Dark Horse Comics to Boom. Um, Still don't know why. You know, it's been like 20 years that <laughs> she's been over at a Dark Horse and now um, moving to Boom, but at least she has a place. Um, the Buffy comics have been going strong f- for a long time, since the show ended, at least. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's, uh, Boom has got some other licenses, some other IP, like uh, Escape from New York and Big Trouble Little China and... Braggles and stuff like that. So I'm glad to see that they have a a place. I just hope they keep the same caliber of artist. They get good artists uh for Buffy.
1: Yeah, as I was been waiting to mention, like George Hente's Gente's, I'm not sure how you would mention it, like how you even say his name. I'm sorry. We have this pronunciation problem, D Fat, but um every time we go to Comic Con, we would go and see him, get stuff signed by him and it's just i remember having the the 20th anniversary cover for the buffy comic and that was years ago so we're over 20 years by by a lot and it is interesting that without any kind of news or or inside rumors that they've just kind of jumped over that publisher i that's fine it's just it's it's a sudden move especially when you just had basically you had Joss Whedon close out your run with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, it's not over. What do you mean? No, no. But like, Joss Whedon came back to write those last episodes, those last issues at Dark Horse, right?
0: Yeah, but it wasn't like if he wasn't writing it in the intentions of these are the last issues. I well, maybe, maybe he knew what we didn't, but he just came back and and wrote. So like. That was, it was like going that's, strong.
1: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Going strong. Somehow yeah. they lost the license. Right. All right. Here you go. Joss right. Reed closing out what he started at this publisher. You're saying there.
0: Yeah. Right? You yeah. know what I'm saying?
1: That's what I kind of see it. Um, but you know what? Good job, Boom Studios, because that's going to sell you some comics. Mm hmm.
0: Damn right. All right. Moving on to TV. Uh, Hulu has picked up Veronica Mars. Um, speaking of other kick-ass blonde girls that I <laughs> watched, um, <laughs> I'm not, not even a blonde fan, but I, I do love Veronica Mars a lot. And um, t- uh, this week, not only did they confirm that um, Hulu is picking up the series, Rob Thomas um, has been the creator. Rob Thomas has been tweeting out pictures of who's coming back, and pretty much everyone is. Um, with the exception of, well, I can't remember though. She so um, Jessica Jones, Kristen Ritter, Ritter was on uh, Veronica Mars, and um, I can't remember if she's coming back or not. But I heard yeah. she's
1: coming back as a crossover with Marvel TV. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you heard you your first, people. Keep that in the rumor you're mill, but first. yeah. <laughs> um, but
0: anywho, I'm very excited. A lot of us other marshmallows, as they like to be called, the followers of Veronica Mars are also excited. So, yeah.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, my phone blew up that day. Like, we had a big party for when the movie came out um, because they did a crowdfunded movie and it was one of the most successful uh, crowdfunded movies at that time. It made, like, I think it was asking for $2 million and it made, like, over $4 million and which is crazy. Um, so... Yeah, it's uh, there's a bunch of us friends there. So, anywho, uh, HBO Watchmen TV show will be getting scored by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Um, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's really awesome.
0: But yeah, Atticus Ross did out, uh, Outcast. And that was a really good scored show. Um,
1: that was awesome.
0: But they didn't have John Reznor. So I mean, not to say that Atticus Ross did great on his own, but it's, it will be nice to have that combo.
1: Well, it's like saying like Cinemax does great by itself, but with HBO, it's a great combo, right?
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's exactly how they what, exactly. what I was going to say. That's exactly you know, people, you're, you're that's right. <laughs> oh man. Twilight Zone is coming back. It's getting rebooted, and Jordan Peele will be the host. Um this is off, you know, fresh off the the success of things like Black Mirror and Electric Dreams and right now there's so many different horror ones like Channel 0 and Lore and all these different anthology shows are on right now. Um, so are you excited about Twilight Zone coming back when you when you have now some some alternatives?
1: I I I guess so. I don't watch a lot of the alternatives anyhow. I love Anthology TV, and I'll admit that I should be watching more of it. So, The Twilight Zone was always one of my favorite things. Some of the, uh, the earliest impressions of fear into my psyche were, were brought on by this show. So, uh, you know what? As an adult, I'd like to see a, a new generation become scared. They should watch Black Mirror. So should you. <laughs> no, I know. I don't watch it because I am scared of that show.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I do. You know, I'll watch this. I I will say that as much as I I did watch the Twilight Zone as a kid, so I am excited about it. But I was more excited when I heard that Tales from the Crypt was going to get rebooted. And that just kind of has stopped.
1: Oh, um, no, that was that's on Amazon now. It's something. What is that Amazon show that they have? Have you seen that?
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I don't, okay, so we talked a little bit about it on Gourmet Scum Radio, but Amazon has this show which is going to explore the different holidays and have horror holidays, so they they released the preview this week, so the first one's coming out um, around Halloween, and then every month, it will do a different holiday and a different horror thing. So the first one's, uh, Halloween, then there will be Thanksgiving. Then there's Christmas, New Year's, um, uh, Valentine's day, St. Patty's day. So yeah, every month, every holiday, there'll be did for, I guess a year or close to it. Hmm. Our day was on there. Like, Whew. yeah, it's, uh, that I cannot remember the name of the show, but the trailer looked pretty cool. I was excited about that. Seeing the Easter bunny was like super jacked up. It was
1: cool. Yeah.
0: Um speaking of four again, Robert England is putting back on the cried hot dog face, known as Freddie <laughs> Krueger from the Goldberg Halloween special. That's a that's a little shout out to Nightmare on My Street from Will Smith's rap song where he says that he
1: looks like a burnt hot dog. <laughs> 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 um you don't watch the Goldberg's, right? I don't yeah, I don't watch much TV. I wish I did watch this show. I I I try to watch certain ones like the Batman sixty six one. And by watching those episodes, I'm like I really should be watching this show in its entirety. It's
0: a it's a good show and when they do a specific parody, it's even better. Like they did a Goonies episode, they did Indiana Jones, they've done Star Wars multiple times like so the the premiere just soon is 16 candles, but the promo <laughs> for the Freddy one was cool because he's recreating one of the the classic posters uh, with the character from the show, so I'm excited. And Robert Englund doesn't doesn't get in Freddy makeup too often unless it's for charity. Um, so it was cool to see him in full makeup again. And uh, and it's funny because yeah, he's older, but under that makeup, it's his eyes, you know, and they modulate his voice anyway. So he's still Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. it's, you know, maybe he's not going to run around like he used to. So maybe do a stunt double for that. But, I mean, it's it's Freddy, and I wish they would do another movie with him. Um, and then finally in TV news, um, we were wondering what other things are going to come to the Disney streaming service in addition to the uh, Scarlet Witch and, and Loki show and uh, <laughs> the Star Wars stuff. We have an announcement today that High Fidelity is going to have a TV series with um, Zoe Kravitz, which her mom um, was actually in the original movie. So I thought that that was pretty all full circle there for that.
1: You know what, man? I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. Never watched that movie. Okay. Should I?
0: I mean, it's one of my favorite comedies of all time.
1: Really? I did not know that.
0: It's well, you know I love John Cusack. Um, Sell
1: it to me. Sell it to me. I know exactly. That's what I'm saying. I know I know that the Cusack is in it.
0: Cubag's in it. Jack Black's in it. Um. You know, Lisa Benet, <laughs> Zoe Grabbit's mom, is in it. It's I don't know. It's it's just uh it's a guy who works in a record store and he goes through his greatest loves in his life and calls them all and kind of wants to know why they broke up. So there, you know, it's sad in some parts, but it's mostly a comedy and, um, I don't know. I love it. It's good. It's good movie. Great soundtrack. John Cusack, when he's doing his thing, tends to do really good music. And, um, they even have a whole talk about Evil Dead 2 in it. So, I mean, it's it's a good movie. Good movie. Awesome. So the TV show. Uh sure, you know. I don't know. I don't know why they're doing this, but <laughs> I'll uh I will why watch not? it. Why, why, not? why not? Right. Um yeah. All right. So movie news. Movie news. Carrie Fukunaga will be directing Bond 25 after Danny Boyle. Uh, left, and we announced that the new writers, the old new writers, were coming back. This guy who was supposed to direct Flash um, is now directing Bond Twenty Five.
1: What has he done? He
0: was, you know what? Oh he, yeah,
1: it was a uh, True Detective, right? True
0: Detective season one. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> now, so.
0: Hell of a director. He was attached to it reboot and then got off of it. He was attached to Flash and then got off of it. So this is now he's finally cinematically. This is what he's not getting do. off. I don't know if he'll get off Bond or not, but I think he's going to stay on. Excellent. Yeah,
1: we need this movie.
0: Everyone's favorite Wild Man, Al Gibson. Mine. Is gonna, yep, he's not politically, be, but no. Cinematically, emotionally, he's going to be directing a remake of The Wild Bunch. What do you think?
1: I love westerns, I love ultra violent westerns.
0: I will say I've actually never seen the original because there was a long time where I did not watch westerns. Um, it was an, I think you made me watch Tombstone. And it kind of, you know, made me change my ideas about westerns because my dad is a old school, you know, John Wayne guy, and I always thought those were super boring when I was a kid. So, um, but you know, I love Young Guns, and I liked I like Tombstone, and then you know, I've grown to appreciate more. So I'll see it. I think Mel Gibson's still a very capable director.
1: I'm gonna totally support your love of Young Guns. It's the movie that got me into Westerns. Yeah. I loved watching Westerns with my grandfather. I mean, the ones you speak of, the sleepy time, like, I think he watched them to fall asleep at night, I'm pretty sure. Uh, So, once, you know, Young Guns, Young Guns 2 and Tombstone rolled around, you knew you were in for some good times when it came to shooting up motherfuckers in the Old West.
0: Yeah. So Mel Gibson is the man to do it. Braveheart meets True Good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and and Sharon Stone.
0: Um, All right, so we got our first look at Chucky from the Child's Play reboot. You weren't very happy.
1: No. In fact, you took to social media, didn't you? I probably did. (laughs) Tell us how you feel. How you really feel. Well, did you see what Don Mancini,
0: yes. the writer of and I, now director of the new series, he 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 did a harsh little tweet. Um, here's the thing: it doesn't need to be made. It doesn't make any sense that it's getting made. It's just the series is still going strong with 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 Don Mancini working on a TV show with Brad Dourif, the original voice. So. You know, the toy looked like, I I don't know. It just, you know, it just looks stupid. It looks like a stupid doll and um, it doesn't need to happen. You know, to be quite honest with you, killer doll movies don't need to happen. Like there there was a weird genre back in the eighties that it worked for (laughs) with um, puppet master and Chucky and dolls and, you know, at that time, it worked. But now, I just don't think it's a genre that needs to stick around. With the exception of the one that's already going on, which is Child's Play. And there was a recent reboot of um, of Puppet Master that's supposed to be really good. But anyway, my well, point being... Well, not
1: to mention uh, also the Annabelle, Annabelle Dowell from the Conjuring series. So...
0: But I don't. So, that's different because she kind of like possesses people and makes them do evil things. It's not like a murderous doll who's literally scampering and cutting
1: people. Possessed by a criminal warlock. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a much better idea. Exactly. Yeah, criminal warlocks, man. There needs to be more movies about those guys. There needs to be more
0: warlocks in general. And I know that... Um, gosh, it's really going to make me mad. What's Julian Sands is still acting, and he could be in a new warlock movie. <laughs> oh, That'd be great. Anywho, Michael B. Jordan um, is joining Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six based off the popular books or video games or both. I don't know. You okay. tell me. I won't. I've I've played some of the games. I've never read any of the books. Michael B. Jordan's a great actor. They just dropped a new Creed two trailer today. Check it out and don't forget the only place to travel geekly. And um <laughs> sure, you know, whatever. Fine.
1: What's like, going on? You're like with a six shooter with that stuff right there. I just don't I, I
0: just don't know, you know, without like Show me a trailer, then I can talk about it more.
1: Like this trailer, Bumblebee. This trailer was amazing. I'm not going to use the word amazing. This is a reboot. This
0: no, it's not.
1: How is it not?
0: It's a prequel to the Michael Bay universe. Didn't Bumblebee come
1: to Earth in the first movie?
0: He was already on Earth. All right. Sam gets them at the uh, place. So, this is the last in the Bay Transformers world. This is the last one before they probably go and do a full reboot where they can start tying things into G.I. Joe and Micronauts and Mask and ROM. So, I would expect that this is them going out on a high note. Um, The trailer to me looked good. What looked great was seeing G1 Transformers on Cybertron, like Soundwave, looking like the cartoon Soundwave. Yes. In <laughs> Optimus, of course. So, and that, Bumblebee. yeah, like that stuff made me lose my mind. But, um, you know, it made me kind of like, eh, I don't really care. But now I was like, oh, okay, in the theater. I'll I'll see it.
1: Yeah, I um I didn't see the last night in theaters. It's been a while since I didn't
0: see it at it all. It's on it's on Netflix and I haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't
1: watched it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I should watch this. Uh no, there's other things to watch.
0: I just don't care.
1: That's that's what I'm saying.
0: All right. Kingsman three is confirmed for 11-8-19. 11-8-19. With Matthew Vaughn returning to write and direct. He wrote the comic with Mark Millar. Um, I like I I will I will ne'er say I love both of those movies. Um I recently watched part two just again and I go, well, oh, you know, still really good. So sure, Kingsman three, I'm there. Bring it bring me a Kingsman Universe.
1: I don't care. Agreed. I, these movies, this is made to be a movie franchise. And as long as they just have fun with it, they can't go wrong.
0: Well, the other thing is, is that Matthew Vaughn knows how to shoot and, and write movies that don't cost a lot of money, but look like they do. So... Like Joss Whedon with like the first Avengers, which I think is like under a hundred million dollars or some shit like that. So these movies make money. So there's no reason to keep not to keep doing them.
1: No, absolutely. But do you think that with the Netflix deal that these things will just get pulled eventually?
0: No, he already said
1: we're shared, sharing it.
0: Uh, no, he said that Kingsman and Hit Hit Girl and and ass are outside of that. They are owned by Fox. Wow.
1: So. Good for Fox and now Disney. Yeah,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let's look forward to some Avengers and kick ass crossovers. That's right.
0: Um Monster Hunting. Uh
1: Monster with, Hunter. With Ron Perlman. I think right. that's a show. It should be like a YouTube series called Monster Hunting with Brian Perlman. I would watch that.
0: Right? Um so Monster Hunter, the games that you play that I've never played before, Mm -hmm. um, is getting written, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson of Resident (laughs) Evil of every video game franchise other than UA Bull. And he's cast his ex-wife, Mila Jovovich, of course. Uh, We got Ron Perlman and we got T.I. Um let me read you the synopsis though, because I'm pretty sure this isn't the synopsis that's from the video games
1: can you Can you please know?
0: and it I, could be you're going,
1: you're going to anyhow, but
0: so. I'm going to, but it also has said that this may not be the real one okay for every monster, there is a hero. an ordinary man in a dead end job discovers that he's actually the descendant of an ancient hero. He must travel to a mystical world to train to become a monster hunter before the mythical creatures from the from that world destroy ours.
1: <sighs>
0: you can't hear Chris's expression, but it's one of disdain. I, I let I let
1: a sigh go. Could you guys Maybe hear
0: that? But it sounds like dead air when you record a podcast.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That movie sounds like dead air to me. Um sure. I I don't know what what it's going to really entail besides a lot of CGI and monster hunting, but it's not... I don't understand why you even need to make a movie about this game. It it doesn't need it. It's too simple in the first place. Yeah, right? You just... You grind, you hunt, you kill. You make gear. You buy stuff, you make gear it's it's one of the greatest grinding games of all time because you could just fight these crazy ass monsters and dinosaurs and you have to hunt them by using lures and it's really yeah it's really intricate so for you to put it into a 2 hour hollywood movie i just don't care
0: yeah nothing about it got me excited even though i like the cast um absolutely so Finally, in movie news, Happy Death Day to you will be released in Valentine's Day on next year. Um, This is Blumhouse. Blumhouse movies tend to be cranked out pretty fast. They tend to be good. Um, And the first Happy Death, if you guys are not familiar with it, it's basically Groundhog's Day. But with a slasher, it's very good because like the girl just keeps waking up and then keeps getting killed and she has that's, to figure out how she gets that's so crazy it's so good it's it's oh, just what? it's really good what's it on nothing i i, I bought
1: it or it's, downloaded it? it all right all right now i got to find it huh you got to find it
0: yeah it's it's really good so
1: awesome it sounds like my first movie i'm going to watch on october 1st
0: well here's the thing right there's certain studios that do things wrong, Sony, and there's certain studios that do things right, which is Blumhouse, which my wife and I like every Blumhouse movie for the most part. Um, and they're the ones who have the new Halloween movie as well. So Blum, Jason Blum has talked about how he, um, he's got some other franchises in the works. I'm hoping Friday the 13th. I'm hoping for somehow some crazy reason he has secured the rights away from Paramount and New Line and can do it. Um, that's in my dream world. But then, I mean, he got the rights to to Halloween, and that was in New Line slash Warner Brothers.
1: So And the partnership of John Carpenter.
0: Yeah, so um, anywho, happy death day to you. Uh, the sequel or whatever should be coming out, but Watch Jason Blum. He does a good thing. He did get out, people. Okay? Gives you any indication. Um, It's your turn to talk. Go on.
1: (laughs) All right. Into gaming news. Uh, For you out there who had bought the, you know, the little indie Spider-Man game that just hit this week, uh, apparently (laughs) it has sold 3.3 million units in three days, which is the fastest selling PS4 game of all time. That's pretty impressive.
0: Uh, just curious, was it three? Was it the fastest selling PS4 exclusive game, or was it the fastest selling PS4 game that could possibly
1: be... Exclu- it, exclusive.
0: Okay, that makes sense because I mean, w- realistically, you're beating out Ratchet and Clank, Uncharted, mm-hmm. um, Last of Us. Last of Us, but that yeah. was a it's not a PS4 game yet. You know what I mean? So that does not surprise me. It's the most recognizable character outside of Superman and Batman and Mickey Mouse and Darth okay. Vader. So, um, sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And if our stats are wrong, and it is the fastest selling PS4 <laughs> game of all time, awesome. Because it is a great game. And apparently, you beat it already. I did. You did. Yeah
0: i I've wept. <laughs> I wept. I I
1: just... did. You scream? Did you throw the controller once in a while? No,
0: no. Other than in in pure joke. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it. Yeah. Okay. So God of War had done three point one million. So this does three point three. Um, duh, 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 duh. so it means it made 198 million dollars, which means it beat out the 117 million dollar opening weekend of Spider-Man: Homecoming. The movie, uh, yeah, the movie. Awesome. So,
1: here's here's the thing, like it costs three times the no. Yeah, let's say four times the price the, of a movie ticket.
0: Yeah, it's 60 bucks. Yeah. 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 Or six times. Yeah. I mean, like, depending Anywhere. on yeah. four, anyway, four go. Let's go. Right. Four or five. Yeah. So, anyway, the the, the game's great. It, I wish it was a movie, but it would have to be multiple movies, and Chris hasn't even gotten to the best parts yet. So,
1: I can't, <laughs> wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. As my friend graciously does not spoil the game for me. I won't. <laughs> Next up in Sad, 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 Video Game News. Apparently Telltale Games is on the way out. There have been massive layoffs and they're not even sure if they're gonna be able to finish the latest The Walking Dead series. And they've only done two episodes so far. So
0: the last thing that I heard is that that's done. They're not doing it. It ain't getting finished. Um, They had obligations to do something else to finish it. I can't remember what it was. They're on a skeleton crew, but this weekend um, following the announcement that the company was dissolving, a lot of the employees got on Twitter and said that they were stuck working overnight and they didn't get all the health benefits and they were only, you know, contract. So then once the contract is over, they got let off. Um, and then like the only games that actually made money were The Walking Dead the first one and like i think one other games with Batman being the biggest flop so kind of like THQ where they chased a bunch of uh franchises but then they cranked out these games but nobody like critically acclaimed like The Wolf Among Us and stuff like and didn't make any money. Walking Dead or not, Walking Dead. Um, Game of Thrones, Borderlands. Apparently, oh. was another huge one that flopped. But oh. Batman was like the biggest one because think about how much money it cost to probably get, secure that license.
1: Do you think it's because people don't want to play these type of games, or the one hundred, hundred and twenty percent? No, 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 it. that no, not that people shouldn't play these games because they are they're great games and if you like story and if you're like us where we grew up on those you know those choose your own adventure tales and you could just play LucasArts yeah exactly so I you know you're aiming at the wrong generation and unfortunately there's not enough of the old generation that's probably playing video games anymore
0: yeah it's it's not there's no audience for it like it's a little bit different when you play um uh Bethesda game, not Bethesda, who's the ones that do, um, Mass Effect, uh, Bioware, Knights of the Old Republic, where you have choices that do affect the games, especially in Mass Effect where they affect all three games or four games or whatever it is. Um, whereas this, the choices don't really matter, At the end of the day they don't really have any massive consequences and there's no action there's very little hit hit circle here hit square here but not in a cool god of war cinematic you know insaneness so it's just it's a different landscape and even though I, I quite honestly loved every Telltale game that I've played, including Batman, including Wolf Among Us for sure, The Walking Dead. But, um, oh, Tales for the Borderlands, so good. But, um, you know, we're not the audience. We're not critics, and we're of a very small group of people who prefer story over, you know, insanity. The reason why Call of Duty cut out its single-player mode. People don't care,
1: <laughs> and and I I have to give uh, credit to um, the new Time timespan game that we just uh, finally got the Kickstarter rewards for from Lunar um, Lunar Star Games. Is that what it is? Sure, and uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember. remember. Sorry, guys. Um, and it's you know that I'll look it up. That kind of stuff really it it just amazes me. So. Let's just keep up. Yeah, it's about quality product and and what you do with it. Lunar Ray
0: games. Lunar
1: Ray games. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I mean, but you're talking about a game that was kickstarted versus a game that employs, like, I don't know how many people, you know, hundreds at the time, and it's uh, different. So, sorry, everybody who worked at Telltale. We really enjoyed you, and hopefully, you get picked up by from other companies or studios, or you just find something better in life that appreciates you.
1: You will. We'll see. Next. All right. Next up, Sony has finally given in to fan demand, and uh, apparently, we're going to be able to cross play with other systems like PC and. Xbox, and just get on the same server and all get along. Uh, so the first game that uh, Sony uh, PS4 will be cross-play compatible with is Fortnite. Uh, what do you think about all this?
0: I think that when it comes to being online, as long as the system specs are compatible, there seems no reason that there shouldn't be crossplay. Um... I would love to be able to play Destiny with people on Xbox and PC. There's a There's a greater community out there. PlayStation's community is very small, and it's a reason why I don't play a lot of online games. So um, I think Fortnite's probably the perfect game to to be the beta for this. Um, so we'll see how it goes. And, you know, maybe something down the road would be like a Madden, you know what I mean? Like some other Call of Duty, like maybe that will be like the next kind of step. But um, yeah, I like it. I like this idea. So we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, basically, it's like, why can't we just all get along? All right. Next up, uh, a Star Wars VR game was announced today, and it's going to deal with the Sith Lord himself, Darth Vader. Uh, but it's only to be available for oculus, apparently, and do you think that something like this can be just held to one one system or will it eventually go to p s you know p s v r and all the other ones that can handle it
0: I don't know, and the reason why is because Facebook owns oculus, and it's the reason why facebook's launching t v um episodes you know shows and stuff like that and they're trying to do something different and have their own niche outside of just being the largest social platform ever made um so it's star wars is something to obviously key into i could see this being so it's written by david s goyer it's somehow they haven't announced how the Oculus VR game that's currently part of, um, I think it's called like the Rift or whatever. So this is only in like major cities, you know, like New York and LA and, and Las Vegas. This is gonna be the same type of thing. Um, I don't know because they've had a couple games like that, like Ghostbusters. They did one after the or before the 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 re. Boot came out and that game didn't reach wide audiences. It just was at these places where it's more immersive, right? You can walk and do all this stuff and and not everyone can do it in their houses. Um, Obviously, I'm going to want to play it. Obviously, I'm going to want to go to a major city in order to play both of those games. But um, just if you guys check out the tracks on Mustafar, which um, is a throwback to Rogue One. It takes place in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Um, Seekers of the Empire, you get to play with K2 SO. So I'm thinking this game, if it somehow does match up with... Of, um, Seekers of the Empire matches up with this. This is either like right before that, which is right before Rogue One. Maybe, maybe Vader's on Mustafar when he gets the call to say, hey, go wreck shop. On the uh, what is it, Tant Tanty Four? What is that ship? Yeah, you got it. So, um, yeah, I Star Wars VR. Like, get, here's my money. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. Take my effing money.
1: All right. Finally, in gaming news, the Horizon Zero Dawn uh, miniature board game by Steam Forge Games. The Kickstarter will be ending this Friday. It is at, like, $1.5 million. I it, I think it was, like... I don't even know what the original pledge was. Like, the goal was. It's beyond that. So, uh, if you love Horizon Zero Dawn, and you like miniature games, I, I highly suggest that you do this now, because the stretch goals and the social goals and all this crazy stuff has been... They've all been met, and... But a lot of rewards coming your way if you want to play this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe by the time you guys hear this it will be done. But <laughs> see see how fast we can edit it. They wanted two hundred and four thousand yeah. and now and they got one point five million. So and it's funny because there's only like what two tiers?
1: Like there was only one tier originally. Well, two. Yeah. The early bird and then the regular one, but the early bird sold out. It was the regular one for a long time. And then in, and within the last week, they put up the all-in tier.
0: So here's the other thing. It's not due until March 2020. Right. By the time you get another Horizon Zero Dawn game. <laughs> Probably.
1: Yeah, you'll be even more excited to play the board game.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, cool. What's next?
1: Alright. Next up is a little cute little Star Wars with the uh, I don't want to say the failure of Solo, I don't even like to say that because I don't agree with it. I agree Financial with it failure. financially, I agree with it, but any kind of like knee jerk reaction by Lucasfilm and Disney at this point is just kind of annoying. Uh, but they're gonna be scaling back the uh, the release of Star Wars movies from here on out. After episode nine, of course yeah
0: papa papa Iger <laughs> uh came out and <laughs> and spoke about this and said that and it was kind of funny he owned up to it that um you know he he released solo a little bit too soon after uh the last jedi and Maybe it was a little bit too ambitious to do that, and uh, they would they would scale back. Now, here's the thing: a lot of a lot of uh, you know hit headlines were hinting at uh, no more solo, no more solo, blah, blah blah. He never said no more solo. Nope. And I hate to hold out hope, but rebellions were built on hope, You're and I rough. hope You're that we rough. see another solo film. Um, you know, he did mention the Benioff and Weiss project was still in the works. He did not mention the Favreau show. He did not mention the Ryan Johnson trilogy, but he didn't mention a lot of things. So, um, like I said, I hope to see Solo fly again in another movie. Ultimately, if he doesn't, uh, it doesn't matter because I already know where that story goes. But I would like to see some resolution to what they had set up in that movie because I thought it was
1: really good. Me too, man. I agree completely.
0: Let me ask you a question, though, real quick. Mm-hmm. There was a point where we were thinking that they might go to two movies a year for Star Wars. Do you, would you want that? Or are you good with this, this you know move back so that we may just see – well, a couple things. We may just see one movie you see like the Boba Fett Underworld show or an Obi-Wan limited series coming to the streaming service.
1: I feel like the, the this kind of like knee-jerk reaction is going to benefit Star Wars fans who are going to pay for the service. Uh, they're going to put what we want to see on there, opposed to why even spend that much money on on movies, like put out put up a movie every year, was that too much for you people? I'm sorry, but a movie a year, you're you're shoving like three Marvel movies down our throats, and they're great. So, I I just feel like they're just giving in a little bit, and just. Instead of like, do it once a year at Christmas time. Fine. Yeah. I I don't know what else to say. It's, it's it's frustrating because I feel like when you look at, say, like the DC streaming service and now this Disney streaming service, and that's going to incorporate a lot of stuff. So if they want to be really ambitious and just put money into that because it's it doesn't really cost you anything else because it's yours, we'll get the best stuff out of that.
0: Yeah, I uh I could definitely see the streaming service um being home for some things that uh like a like a, like an Obi-Wan, you know, something that we would like to see. So could be a good thing that they're they're cutting back. Um what else do we got here?
1: I don't I didn't even hear this. What is this?
0: Uh, so Elijah Wood is going to be voicing a character on Star Wars Resistance. You know, not a recurring role or anything like that, but he'll be voicing a character. So he's achieving one of his childhood dreams.
1: As everyone is apparently in Hollywood now. <laughs> Please, just let me be on the Star Wars movie. It's Unless nice. you're a
0: young female. Yes. yes,
1: <laughs> Yeah. They're like, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. I'm not getting on that movie. No.
0: All right, so what time is it?
1: It's time for the Pursuit of Plastic.
0: What do we got going on this week in the Pursuit of Plastic, Chris?
1: Uh, we got the final reveal of the Mesco Fall Exclusive. Uh, we knew that, I, I, I don't know, I guess we didn't really know what we were getting apparently until last night on the twitch uh, broadcast uh, some fans have been uh, a little showing their discourse towards how mesco revealed their their excuses but uh, i don't know this time they went all out they showed exactly what they're going to release today and we got a ronin style wolverine 112
0: yep another wolverine
1: It's funny because it's like Ronin 5 or Wolverine 5 Ronin. I was like, wait, this is the fifth Wolverine figure? Or is 5 Ronin actually something? And it is. 5 Ronin is a uh, a, a, a comic line.
0: What I want, first of all, I don't want any more Wolverines. But if I was going to go and make more alternate Wolverines, I would give me the older man Logan from Age of Apocalypse in that leather jacket with the you know the the gray hair on the sides
1: oh not apocalypse yeah i know what you uh
0: about. you know what i mean um Age of future past yeah yeah At I wolverine i would also like whiskers wolverine first appearance wolverine um
1: with a, like rounded face and stuff yeah
0: and did we get I think we did get Tiger Stripe Jim Lee Wolverine,
1: didn't we? They did, but it was like they did that as their exclusive, which uh, right, wonderful. which
0: I would, I honestly do want, but yeah, we're not going to get it. So
1: it's cool though because this Ronin Wolverine comes with the the unmasked Logan uh, head sculpt from the uh, that's the tiger sculpt uh, the Tiger Stripe figure. Okay, so they share these pieces where if you get <laughs> you miss one, you got to collect
0: uh, them all. Gotta it's, buy them.
1: It's weird, yeah. Gene Pokemon!
0: Yeah, so it's weird, and it's a money grab, and I'm kind of starting to hate it.
1: All right, so uh, <laughs> <Okay>. next, <laughs> next up is uh, Funko. There's Funko. Uh, they, they release so much stuff every week, but uh, this one really caught my eye. Uh, we're getting some pop movies from uh, Die Hard, just in time for the holiday season. My holiday, yeah. Exactly. Christmas movie. Exactly, exactly. Let me, uh, let's me let uh, take a look at what we got in this set. Uh, you can finally watch your favorite Christmas movie with the toughest NYPD detective ever to foil an elaborate German terrorist plot. <laughs> the John McClane pop looks somewhat the worst for wear with blood on his hand and shirt, but that won't stop him from stopping Mastermind Hot Hands Gruber, whose pop is surprisingly good condition. Considering everything that goes down that fateful Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. Tony Bresky looks downright festive, wearing a Santa hat and more than a little blood. And then Sergeant L Powell, aka Carol Winslow, has his priorities uh, well in order with a handful of Twinkies. Yeah, <laughs> they have the guy who's like dead on the uh, on the on the chair.
0: Ho ho ho! Now I've got a machine gun. Exactly. Favorite Christmas Christmas movie. Favorite action movie.
1: Without a doubt.
0: I'm excited. All about it. Yeah. Great. That's when I think that Funko can't do any more things. Like You're like, oh, what haven't they done? And then you're like, oh, you haven't done Die Hard.
1: (laughs) Right. It's like I'm not gonna buy any more Funko, you know? Yeah. That. And then all of a sudden they go and do this.
0: That's right. Every time you try to get out, they drag you back out. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> okay, great. Where where could you find us?
1: We're the back alley selling our souls for uh, Funko Pops. <laughs> At Don't Forget. To- <laughs> At don't forget to tell them dot com. The only place to travel geekly. Uh-huh. And also on social media.
0: <laughs> okay. Where on social media? Uh, Facebook. <laughs> at DFA Towel?
1: <laughs> no, don't forget to tell one. And on Instagram and Twitter at D-F-A-T-O-W-E-L.
0: Oh my gosh! Well, that sounds just fantastic.
1: Doesn't um, it. spit that stuff out.
0: Doing so good. You think after 106 episodes there'd be muscle memory? But- it
1: is that that was. <laughs> Did you see that?
0: Uh, well, this is Casey saying, uh, "Go read some comics."
1: And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.